1: Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.
2: Daily Tech News Show is made possible by its listeners, every single one of you. Thanks to all of you, and Happy Holidays. This is the daily tech news for the daily tech news show for Wednesday, December twenty eighth, twenty twenty two, in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt,
0: and from Studio Redwood, I'm Sarah Lane,
3: and I'm the show's producer, Roger Chang.
2: I, I I said daily tech news show because this is not a show about news. This is one of our special holiday episodes. It's our first attempt at a reminiscence episode, and we're not going to reminisce about our own holidays. We're going to talk about our shared experience working at Tech TV. We know a lot of you watched Tech TV back in the day. Uh, you may have followed one or more of us from those days uh, right down to this this very show here. So we thought it'd be fun to, to talk about like how we met each other there. How we got there. How we worked yeah. together and all that sort of thing. Um, who's going to start us off? Uh, I can
3: um, I think of all three of us, I am the one that probably started the earliest. And I started I mean, in the
0: you, you either did or you didn't.
3: Well, no. I mean, like,
2: it's, it's I, quite I, possible. History yeah, will never know. I no, don't want
0: to say anything too I, crazy. Roger started at Tech TV
2: it. before. You two knew each other from yes. college.
0: Yes. But you weren't Roger like, and I were in the same broadcasting program in right. college. And and we knew each other. We, 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 you graduated in 98, right, Rog?
3: Yes, correct. Yeah,
0: so same. Maybe. And, and yeah, I mean, so we, we, but but I went to work somewhere else before that, and um, and and Roger was at Tech TV when I got there, and it was it was sort of like, oh, I know you, hi, <laughs> you know. So Roger, yeah, so but, yeah. yeah, what was it like when you got
3: there? I. I started as an intern back in the summer of 98, Uh, actually the beginning of summer, so the beginning of June I started, and it was the weirdest thing because I remember going in for my intern interview to get a position, and I wanted to get a position with the web group, and uh, I interviewed with the head of web at that time, which was Lucia, and I I don't know if either one of you remember her, but uh, she was very intimidating. Her and uh, Ali Hosseini, they were going through and they were kind of giving me the third degree me and along with a, another individual about what they needed, what they planned to do, and what they expected out of us. And while they were talking, she had to get up, uh, she had to get up and leave and uh, figure something out uh, for, for the website. While she was away, <laughs> Ken Marcus, at the time, all these desks were right next to each other. Ken Marcus, the, one of the producers at uh, Screensavers, just like, "Hey, do you want an internship?" And I kind of looked at him, and I he said, "He poached yeah. you? Yeah, he poached me from Web <laughs> He's
2: to like, go into these TV. These guys are be
3: real hard on you. I'll take you." And it's like, "Yeah, I was like, yeah, totally.'" It's like, "Yeah, just show up here next week at this time, oh, fine. and uh, we'll, we'll orient, orient you, and it'll be great because we, you know, we need interns. We're launching in two weeks. They really emphasized we're launching in 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 in, in two weeks." We need as many people as we can because there's so much work to be done. It was the most hilarious thing. So after my internship, which was about two and a half
2: well, months, well, wait, hold on, hold on. Did did yeah. you end up getting offered the web thing at all, or did they? You know, how did that? No, end they poached up? me. They poached uh, Ken Marcus. Like, yeah, I'm taking him. Oh, so and, when, uh, when she came back, he's like, sorry, he's gone. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I took yes. him.
0: And <laughs> lesson, I, lesson to all, don't leave wow. your own intern no meeting idea. or no, no. that lesson, intern's going to get poached.
3: Don't have everyone sitting two feet away from each other because they can hear each other's conversation. Don't leave Roger right, unattended. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And at the end of the summer, they decided to hire me as a PA because at an open position, I knew 80% of everything and they needed someone right away.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I was working at Half Price Books. I was an assistant manager in charge of, uh, of stocking. You know, so I was handling ordering the remainders uh, and things like that uh, in Austin, Texas. And my friend had moved out to San Francisco and said, jobs are falling from trees out here. Uh, You should come out here. So she went on the San Francisco Women on the Web mailing list. Uh, It was it was an email list and started forwarding me job descriptions. Uh, One of them was for working at a place called Surf Monkey. Which made an Internet Explorer uh, browser bar that would uh, make your your browsing kid friendly. Uh, another one was at Future Media, uh, working at one of the Mac publications. And the third one that I, I got in, that I decided to respond to was ZDTV, uh, and I got offered jobs at all three, but I took the one at ZDTV because I was the most interested in technology, radio, television, and it was all there. So I started as associate producer on the web for the screensavers. And the way I met Roger was my first day, I believe it was September 8th, 1999. Uh, They told me, well, one of the things you'll need to do is take uh, the question from the screensavers and turn it into web content. Roger here will give you that information in Lotus Notes. Uh, and so <laughs> oh, Lotus Notes. and so Roger was literally the first person I had to work with. There were others that followed, but that was the the first person that I was like, okay, who's who do you spell your name with a D? Because it's spelled with a D here in Lotus Notes. And he was like, No, it's I don't know why that's like that, but that's not that's not how you spell my name.
3: It was very it was a very it was a <laughs> very interesting thing. They didn't change that until my final year. It yeah. was R O R O D G E R it's the weirdest thing.
0: Well, so when I got to Tech TV, I had I while uh I was in college, um when Roger and I were in college at the same time, I was interning at the NBC affiliate, which is no longer the NBC affiliate in oh, the Bay yeah, Area, right. but at the time it was KRON TV. And I had an internship there and I was working uh, sort of on like this documentary with this great producer. I loved it. Uh, you know, it was it was awesome. And I kind of had A job lined up for when I graduated. And that is extra you know, I got really lucky, good timing, you know, I ingratiated myself with the right people. So I kinda had a job and uh it was doing sort of new media, uh web documentary kind of there there was a um local programming section. Very sure Cron doesn't have anymore. But uh, at the time, it was, uh, you know, you had the Bay Area Backroads and, you know, all those folks. Anybody who doesn't live in the San Francisco area is going to be like, I don't know that show. But, you know, pretty beloved uh, group of um, uh, uh, sort of news magazine, 30 minute type package shows. So I was doing that for a while. And while I was, while I was doing that for, gosh, I guess it would have been, well, if I graduated in 98, nah, 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 nah. so almost the better part of three years, and kind of people kept getting either fired or they would leave and I would get promoted because they would just be like, well, maybe Sarah can do it. <laughs> you know, like the really young kid who just graduated college. Right, right. So I, I kind of got into a position where I, I, my resume actually looked pretty good, um, considering that I didn't have all that much experience and I had just been interning early, so Tech TV, I uh, actually um, uh, I I applied for a job at Fresh Gear, mm-hmm. and I got the job. This is before I ever started at the screensavers, and my my current employer at the time they were sort of like, "Ooh, if she leaves, we're a little screwed." So they just like offered me a raise to uh-huh. stay, yeah. So okay. I did. Uh-huh. So I was like, "Well, that's easier," you know, like because I don't even know if I would like the new job type thing. So I turned down the Fresh Gear job. Interesting. I think, I think Becky Worley actually interviewed me, hmm. uh, way back in the day, and yeah, you know, and so and I think I think some of the Tech TV folks who uh, who sort of some of them had even sort of been through the rankings at this local news station that I was at, and so people sort of knew each other and. I got the impression that everyone was sort of like, I can't believe she turned on this job. Mm -hmm. Well, turns out Peter Hammersley was one of the people who was um, in the mix um, in my local news station before he worked at Tech TV. He was a producer
2: on Bay Area Backroads, right?
0: He was, yeah. yeah, and and he knew uh, one of the producers that I was an intern for really well, and she vouched for me. And he, at the time, was at Tech TV, you know, as a you know he was an executive, was an executive producer, overseeing yeah, yeah. overseeing things. I mean, he could he could basically get somebody hired if sure. he wanted to, type thing. So uh, the screensavers were ramping up. Um, uh, quite, quite, I don't know, quite a few positions. It seemed like I I was not just one person that they hired. They were expanding
2: the staff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Me and 10 other people type thing. And I got hired for a role. And I think, I think a few people who worked at the station were like, yeah, let's, you know, she did turn down that fresh gear role last year, but let's bring her in. Um, and that's so, so he reached out to
2: you for that.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. I don't I don't even, mm-hmm. I don't know that I would have known yeah. this otherwise, but I was sort of, I was a little bit <laughs> at least in the HR mix at that point. Yeah. So yeah, I remember I, I got hired and I didn't really know what was going on. I I knew, what's weird is that my cousin, uh, who's a little bit older than me, but she used to work at Tech TV. In fact, Roger, you probably knew her before you ever saw me again after college. She was a TD technical director. Oh, so I was familiar with okay. You not with, say her name or Well, Kelly Creffield. Oh, okay. That's my that's my cousin. Um, okay. she and I did not work there at the same time. She had left. She went to CNN. Mm. But but um she was she was kind of like, you know, cutting her chops, you know, in the control room at Tech TV. So she I knew from her that it was, like, kind of a pretty cool place, and, you know, a lot of stuff was going on, a lot of things were changing. So, yeah, I showed up, and my first day, I was like, I know a lot of people from college (laughs) on this show, the screensaver specifically, like – people running the cameras, people in the control room. Oh, yeah. I a a lot of them. I knew everybody. I was like, this is crazy. You guys have been here this whole time? Because well, I thought after graduation, we all just said bye. Like, the the, go the, the go
2: funny the thing about winds. both these stories is that it, it, it shows just how difficult it was to find people in San Francisco at that time. The, the yeah. reason that they were willing to hire... Some guy who worked at a bookstore <laughs> out of Austin uh, was was probably you know sh- sure I I'm sure I was a decent candidate but also uh, there there weren't a lot of other folks you could find um, right. and and I I think it's telling that both of you were sort of you know not you ended up in in a job that wasn't the one you originally went for you know it wasn't Fresh Gear it wasn't uh, intern with the Web Group uh, and and I had to come from halfway across the continent.
3: I I I distinctly remember sort of the vibe of the place cuz so you have to remember this is the time of the dot com bubble and so everything was very mm-hmm. every the company had it the company staff had a, a a unofficial deadpool where they would basically rate who's the next person that's going to leave for an for a new startup or a web company or something like that, because there yeah. were people leaving. We were getting goodbye notes at least once a week, at least well, once a week for, for the better part
2: of six that months. That never stopped, because for a while, it was everybody's finding jobs with like crazy stock options or yes. wonderful salaries and, and yeah. this and that. And tech TV was a small thing. It was owned by Ziff Davis, who, you know, they, they were owned by SoftBank. Uh, so they were part of this big corporate conglomerate. They weren't throwing money at it. Uh, you know, they, they were spending on it. They, they were willing to lose money on it in order to get it up and running. But they, they weren't like some of these dot-com startups that were just tossing around money like, like wild. Uh, and so you had people leaving for that until you didn't. And then you had people leaving involuntarily, right? Yes. It switched from people leaving to take sweet jobs to people getting laid off, like in a heartbeat.
0: It was also, and part of this is, I I think, because so many of us were, I mean, maybe not, you know, I mean, I was right out of college. Roger was right out of college. Tommy, a couple years, right? I mean, when you're, when, when you're. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) just a couple. No, I mean, you're not that much older than me, but. I was eight eight
2: years out of college, I guess. But I mean,
0: when I think of, you know, the the early days of tech TV, it was like. I'm like, yeah, you know, you know, you have a salary, you're living in San Francisco, that's expensive. But I mean, I also had roommates and oh yeah. you know, you're eating ramen a lot. <laughs> and it, and like that was all fine because you're young and I think that, you know, to to kind of look back on how much work some of us put in, I'm not not even talking about myself specifically but just how much work was put into a lot of these projects probably pretty underpaid staff. Uh Whoa, that's, yes. that's 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 uh, that's that's just I, that's oh, we, not we were words. all we
2: were all paid much less than most other people working yes. in the bay area uh, and in similar levels at so similar ages. Uh no doubt about that. But, However, I never felt that way because I had been living in Austin making 21000 a year, and my starting salary that I negotiated, I was like, well, I, can, I can't take less than 30000 I got 30000 for the associate producer level because I pushed for it, and I felt like I was swimming in it uh, because yeah. even with the higher cost of living of San Francisco – you know, I I had I had had no extra money in Austin, and so suddenly I had I was making nine thousand dollars more a year. Granted, some of that went to rent, but I ended up uh, I got a promotion because my boss left after three months, and I got promoted into her job. Uh, and so I took the extra money I got from that promotion and and found a studio apartment. It was an attic apartment. It was really small, but it was it was I didn't have to have roommates. Uh, so. I I always yeah. felt like I was living the luxury life even though we still weren't paid that much.
3: I would I I'll have to say that uh when I started I I didn't find out till later that someone said like you actually qualify for uh
2: income assistance. Prager San Prager Francisco. did that. Prager, he, yeah. he got he got um uh, I remember he, he he said this at the time publicly to anybody asked he he qualified for assisted housing. Uh, because of the amount he was being paid.
3: I said like, man, if I knew that I wouldn't have lived in the last place I I got I had to leave um because I was paying I did wasn't paying a lot, but I was living not far away but in a very inconvenient location uh mm. and my landlord would lock the door at like nine PM so I had to get home before nine PM. It was the oddest What? Thing.
0: That is yeah. very odd.
3: Yes. And so <laughs>
0: <laughs> I not that. not a good rental. And agreement you didn't have a all. key?
3: Well, yeah. it was the chain on the door because I mm, lived in the in mm, law unit, mm. and so that was the only way to get I in. See, and they would I see. I uh, see. So after that, I found my own place. Not when, sure
2: that's legal, but yeah, whatever.
3: God, you know. Seems, listen, seems, I was in my I was in my early twenties. I didn't know what I could, get, yeah. a, I, get I, what I, what I was all supposed to be able to
2: do. I mean, when I was in my early twenties, I was definitely living with roommates. Definitely living in like you know I I lived in a. Um, I can't remember what they call that, but where you you don't you you just have a room, like a oh, boarding sublet. house. Boarding house. Oh, where boarding you just house. have a room and there's other people who have rooms and then you share the kitchen, you share the bathrooms with everyone else in the house.
0: Yeah, I mean that's how my roommate experiences have been. I never had like my own ensuite <laughs> like bedroom and bathroom just oh, to I'm not, actually, I actually I mean this had is had like a house of like
2: life. 8 people. Oh uh, wow! Yeah. And and yeah. you're not roommates. You're each paying directly I to the see. landlord for your uh-huh. room right, in, the, right. in the house. I, yeah. I, I will yeah. say, bouncing
3: off on what Tom just said about like living the large. Uh, that was in Austin, the, not San Francisco. The, the, the life, so to speak. I was awestruck when I got when I had was an official employee because I thought yeah. to myself, "This is my first career job," and I was so intimidated by everything. It's like this is a broadcast. You know, company cable, uh, but like, you know, they have a master control. They're like people with years of experience. Oh, yeah. Like, money is riding on the stuff that I do that I don't screw <laughs> up. And so I was very nervous for like a year and a half that I did.
2: Oh, my gosh. Know, I was screwed so things up so nervous.
3: badly because yeah. it was a live show. And I said, Roger, there's a, we don't even
2: have a 10 second delay. So watch your mouth. <laughs> and the website <laughs> was put on the air. Uh, Which was a new thing. Not not everybody was doing that, and so I was like, the things I write on the web are going to show up on on national television um mm-hmm. i also remember though realizing my first realization that it wasn't as big as you think uh was when i was able to justify slipping a link to my website subbrilliant.com, into one of the articles and then i waited for all the huge traffic and i got like four clicks off of it i was like oh okay this isn't necessarily as great. crazy as I, th- <laughs> I
3: it was oh gosh this is the great thing about that uh about uh, at the time, it was ZDTV before uh, before Paul Allen bought it and changed the name. But there was so much to learn, but there were so many of my peers that were kind of not not in the same boat, but in a similar level of learning on the job. And it was great because we had a lot of people who in senior positions who were very understanding. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Josh Gingold talked to me, he was the old uh, uh, producer for screensavers, said, Roger... I don't care if you mess up on my show because at the time I had to take care of call for help and and screen savers. I can lose something on my show. Just make sure that call for help's taken care of because we had a new producer and she needed some help, trying to some runway to get up to speed. It's like you know, do what you can to help her. I I can manage it. So you know, you know, if you need to split your time, you know, wait it toward that show instead of my mine. And it was so amazing because he was very very mentor ish in in a, in a way like he's like you know what. We screwed up on this. That's great. But I have a better producer because of it. Because now that you've went through mm-hmm. this, you know, I, I, something blew up on, on, mm. on one, of the sh- uh, one of the segments. It's like now that we've gone through this, we know what not to do next time or what to do better next time. And I thought that was so cool, right? I thought my head was going to be missing, you know, by the end of the, you know, the, the workday. And here I was, was giving a pep like talk. A but learning
0: also- experience yeah and
3: i I thought like (laughs) to me that was such an unusual thing because in all my jobs i was used to if anything blew up you get yelled at because that's what you did
0: you know when i started at tech tv i i i had quite a bit of experience with live television because i had worked for this local station and um even though i was mostly working on more sort of packaged news magazine shows, you know, which is not live. It's, you know, you kind of just put everything together ahead of time and and make it a 30-minute show type thing, which lots of shows still do. Um, I I did work in the newsroom um, quite a bit, and I became very quickly (laughs) disillusioned, like, wait a second. So the 11 o'clock news is the best one. You know, those are, like, the best anchors. That's actually the one that you want to be on. But that means you have to work until midnight and... That's what you do, you know. I remember even like as like a twenty year old being like, "Well, hmm, okay. I mean, I could do that for like a little bit, but it doesn't really seem like something you like want to like go for unless you were the anchor of the show, you know, making lots of money, which I was not even even thinking about that, but. Um the disillusionment was mostly I, I liked the live aspect of everything, but I was just like, gosh, news is so bad. <laughs> you know, if it bleeds it leads, type mm-hmm. thing. And you know, so I would write these little blurbs, you know, right. right, right, right. You know, I was just a you know, I was basically producer writer behind the scenes, you know, just writing things about, oh, here's who got shot at this uh seven eleven last night and you know, here's the update on, you know, the war that's going on at you know, whatever was happening in the world at that time. I was like, well, this isn't fun at all. And then um, when the tech TV thing came around, it was like, well, you know, I remember people being like, well, how much are you really into like tech? And I'm like, a lot, actually. I mean, just as a hobby, that's definitely my thing. I just never knew that I could just go to a network where I do that all day. I thought that it was either like news or it would be like some tech thing, but not both. So Tech TV was, it was like, it was like someone handed me a gift and said, would you like to talk about the things that you're interested in all day and also get paid to produce segments on those topics? And I was like, yes, I (laughs) would. And then, you know, and it like, I'm still doing it today. There
3: were times where I was taking products home to test and it's like, oh my God, I'm at a job that's letting me take home fifteen hundred dollars worth of computer equipment to test and then write about and produce a segment and then take it you know back to the the studio to go on air and talk about it it's like what a weird job what a weird (laughs) job it is to like literally take equipment people would kill for like 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 unrevealed technology that you got to play with before anyone else and then write your thoughts on it and then you know yeah, do a little, do make a little it into something that
0: is helpful for other people.
3: And yeah. I, I was like, really? This is like the most bizarre thing. It's like so cool. But it's like, how did I get this job? I don't really know. <laughs>
2: well, like any good uh, VH1 special, uh, we're going to turn to the dark things that happened uh, shortly. But uh, before we do, uh, I want to remind you, if you, you want to know something about our time at Tech TV, you can, you can send us an email. We'll, we'll answer it. Feedback at DailyTechNewsShow.com. and that's when it all fell apart.
1: <laughs>
2: uh,
1: no, I, 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 I oversold
2: this. It's I'm laughing be because
0: that's not really what happened. No,
2: but I do want to put out here that, uh, and I, and I don't know if y'all agree with me or not. Um, uh, but I felt like the entire time I worked at tech TV, which was, you know, from when it was ZDTV in 99, uh, until it got bought from Comcast, uh, and, and merged into G4 in 2004. Uh, Everyone complained, everyone complained, everybody liked working with each other, but everybody complained about ah this company and uh, why are they making these decisions? And it got uh-huh. especially when it got into layoffs. I always felt the vibe was like, this place is so messed up until the day we were all gone. And then suddenly it was like, "Oh, Tech TV, the best years of our lives. We never really appreciated what we had uh, back then." Like, like do you, I think that's fairly normal, honestly, to be to always be complaining about the thing you're doing at the time, but then look back on it fondly. Do Do you feel the same way?
0: Kind of. I mean, so I was I was part of the the folks who who did join G4 and moved to Los Angeles and at the time that was like a huge thing where I was like, wait, so I can keep my job, but I have to move to LA. And that was, you know, there was a little bit of, you know, sort of a personal life struggle going on there, but I, but I went and, um, you know, so, so that next chapter for me kind of, it continued with some of the tech, TV of the people, same people. Yeah, that yeah. I knew, you know, and I, and I liked very much, but, but only like a, you know, a, a small fraction of the people that I had gotten used to working with. And, I do get that question a lot of people being like, you know, what was so special about tech TV? And it's like, I don't know. Because you're right, Tom. We all did complain. Yeah. And it, was, it wasn't it was run all that seamlessly most of the time. Uh, they,
2: they took the instant oatmeal out of the kitchen. I can't well, believe these cheap people.
0: <laughs> or, yeah, or just weird, you know, like, I don't know, format changes for shows, yeah, you know, yeah. where everyone would be like, what is happening? But uh, But it was also... I don't know. And I think I think the the time and the fact that so many of us were young, not everybody was like 22 years old, but there were just a lot of young people who were like, they wanted to date each other. (laughs) Yeah, they wanted to hang out on Friday after work. You know, we were all kind of like a gang, you know, and I don't I have never had something like that since.
3: Well, you know, it's weird. Someone brought that up to me. I had a guest on, and he, he was used to do it. He he came from a, a net, network TV background. But he was talking, it's like, your operation is very, very interesting. He said, like, everyone is on good terms with each other. Mm-hmm. You hang out with each other. Mm-hmm. You're like friends with each other. It's like, in cable TV, that never happens. As soon as you're out the door, your private life begins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, right. I'll see you tomorrow. And it's like the fact that you guys are now going to a bar, having worked eight hours in the same day with (laughs) each other. And you really just want
0: to keep hanging out with these people. And And that was very normal. I mean, I had friends that were outside of tech TV, but I would say the majority of my social life was my tech TV people. And I didn't realize
3: how abnormal or unusual that was until i went into other uh production companies where i was like you know contractor or short term Mm -hmm. and that wasn't the case and it was just like i I guess it is kind of weird that because we all went to school with each other we all went to work with each other we just naturally had the same sort of Groupings,
2: well, and and I think as someone who didn't go to school with any of you, uh, uh, at least until I started hiring people from from Austin to come into the to the company, um, I I think there was just something about the age, right, where it felt like a continuation of like, oh yeah, when you're done with class, you hang out with your classmates. Oh yeah, uh, and even though I was older and had been out of college for longer, it it just, it just the the atmosphere permeated, uh, right, and and I I'm not any different in the fact that I think everybody that I hung out with for the most part until I went to CNET, uh, were, were the people from work Partly because I'd, I'd moved across the country and I had, I had my friend who had sent me the job descriptions and a couple of her friends that I would hang out with. I had one other friend I knew from Austin who had moved out there that I would hang out with. Everybody else were people I knew from work, including my eventual wife who I met Uh, because I was doing ZDTV radio and she was in charge of ZDTV radio. Uh, So so yeah, it was... In some ways, it could probably sound like a bad idea to be so insular, but I think the complaining was part of the bonding if that makes sense, right? It was yes. all of us getting together after work and saying like, oh, can you believe Wangberg is making that decision or why did Hammersley well, tell us to do that? It's like the the typical complaining about the boss, not that either one of those guys were particularly awful, they weren't. Uh, but but it's just that, that sort of like, ah, uh, the management, why are they doing that? The way it, you always do in any
3: job you have. Yeah. It reminds me
2: when you leave class and you're with a bunch of other
3: classmates, you're like, oh, do you remember Professor So-and-so, or did you have that class? Yeah, yeah.
2: And you might love the professor, but you got that thing that you're like, ah, I can't believe she does that. There's a bonded
3: experience. And what's interesting is, and I really mean we hung out. Like Marcus Buick, one of the audio guys, he would throw a monthly uh, um, uh, 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 Iron Chef party, and he would have a theme, and everyone would bring food. And it would just be like a huge excuse to have a party at his place or they would do regular camping trips every quarter. They would do up to Tahoe. They would go up to, uh, uh, the Russian river. You know, it was a thing where people still stayed connected after work. It wasn't like, well, I have my work life. I have my,
2: and even my, though we weren't no, a startup, yeah. it was a very startupy feel. And I think startups yes. have, have similar vibes to them.
0: I, I yeah. definitely had to. Oh. I mean, were definitely people that i bonded with more than others it wasn't just like oh i now have 30 best friends yeah that's, you know, that's it never really works like that even in real life outside of work but yeah i mean i i some of my still like absolute best friends i met at tech tv and we spent a lot of time Kind of like you're talking about, Roger, working together certainly, and like helping each other out, and seeing how the other person is like good on the job, or maybe needs some help, and and then and then hanging out afterwards.
2: And it was something I, new. I think that yeah. was the other thing is like this te- television wasn't new, but this kind of television was new, and and uh, the internet wasn't new, but putting the internet into television wasn't new. And I'm I'm constantly. Uh, surprised when I think back, like oh we we were the first ones rolling chat live uh, on on a, a mm-hmm. you know something that 's totally normal now that was we, my job. we solicited emails that Roger yeah. would then write the answers to that I would edit and publish and put on the web that Leo and Kate yeah. would answer <laughs> well, you know and, like, just,
0: and just the content in general, you know kind of going back to the whole yeah. like, are you are you into tech or not it 's like I remember w- when I worked at the news station beforehand it was like oh these are veterans and i can learn a lot from these people but they're tired <laughs> and it's not about like there's no like tech slant on the local news imagine going sort of like, into one of those producers
2: imagine yeah. going into one of those producers and saying i got an idea i want to send people cameras uh, get them to install software uh, and connect the camera to their lap to their computer, to their desktop, to their computer, uh, and then we'll have them uh, call us with video, and then we'll have them on our show. No way. There's no way they would. They would be like, first of all, that sounds way too complicated, and then who are these people? Why are we putting them on air? Like, right? That would never. Or, or even
0: just me being like, "Hey, uh, producer of local news." Um, I'd like to, you know, give me three minutes and put me on uh, uh, on the set, and I'm just gonna like walk through how to like defrag your
2: computer. <laughs> right, right.
0: You yeah. know, and I, it's like, gonna be so be like, helpful. Like everyone's gonna love me. Like A, they'd be like, "What are what you? What is
2: defrag? About? B. Why is anyone in our audience gonna care? Uh, and
0: like, and who are you? And no.
2: I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean
3: it. It's 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 so fascinating you you say that because one of the things one of the proudest things I'm that that I am about the work I did over there was that like when people talk about like, oh, our show touched people's lives, we got feedback directly from viewers that said that much. I I still remember getting emails from the Middle East, from, uh, uh, from the Caribbean, uh, from the Southeast of the United States, where people say, thank you so much, you know, you have helped me solve a problem that has been like... Because computers were still a very mysterious, you know, uh, a contraption for most people at the time. You didn't, ha- you didn't even have... You like, think uh, things are buggy
2: now, people. My yeah.
3: gosh,
2: yeah. They were so fiddly.
3: I I mean mm-hmm. when I did the house calls I literally went to someone's house <laughs> and fixed their problem and it was just like hey this is it's simple for me but like a lot of people was life changing and I didn't really appreciate that I
2: mean one of the best studs the screensavers ever did was to install an operating system live and it took the whole show in fact I'm not not even sure it was done installing they did did a live install of Linux on the show and I'm not sure, I think it took more than an hour
3: oh definitely no it definitely took more than an hour yeah. And just uh, the community that we were able to build, because we built it from scratch. Like We we, we had people, were fans who wrote in, but they were the first people we gave those NetCam, part of the NetCam network, (laughs) NetCam network to. And people had to be tech-savvy enough to install, open up their PC, install a card, close it up, install the software, make sure it worked, plug in the camera, make a call,
2: call us and it was just like it was just chat with so Dan involved. Mitchell to get it all yeah. set up and yeah I
3: mean everything that we see right now on CNN MSNBC Fox or whatever where they have someone call in through Skype yeah or- Cisco's whatever that program us uh, 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 so This uh, is mostly
2: Skype these days uh, Skype. Yeah, or Zoom uh, it might even be Zoom or now. Zoom Yeah
3: I mean I was just like yeah we started that like we did the picture was really small and we had to put a graphic <laughs> over it so people didn't realize it was a space I had square.
2: to maintain that page the the one that it that told people like uh, if you use a if you used I think the in fact I'm pretty sure the way it was is like download this unless you use an Apple computer then you have oh, to yeah. download this one <laughs>
0: yeah i never um i was not a mac user until i left tech tv even for a couple years after that i was Mm -hmm. like i'm just not a mac person which is funny because i'm so a mac person now um but uh yeah i was like i was very like oh god who
2: uses? there's that just makes me think of overhearing um oh i'm trying jerry day uh Uh, because I sat in the screensaver section, even though I worked on both shows uh, through through large parts of my time there. uh, Before I moved into the office, I was sitting in a cube. I heard Jerry Day raving about like, because he used a Mac. He was one of the few people who used a Mac. Like, you have to install Sherlock. Sherlock is the growl Have you not? Inst-? Like, he was convincing people to install Sherlock. <laughs> uh, which and, and that's how I discovered Sherlock. In fact, that's how I discovered a lot of things, was just overhearing people talking about them. Uh, and of course, now Sherlock is is not even a thing, but it, except it's used as the term for when Apple steals a function, because of a- Apple eventually put the search that Sherlock did into the operating system and killed sherlock uh-huh. right yeah
1: um yeah.
2: but yeah I'm, and i remember google was the same way i think i just heard leo telling someone about it and saying we should probably look for who these people are and get them on the show this this search engine is amazing it's way better than alta vista and the, it's just it's just incredible to think how many of the things that are just perfectly normal background information to technology were were new then
0: yeah yeah yeah. In in fact, I, I remember specifically sometimes because before I was ever on the screensavers as somebody that you would see, I was a producer behind the scenes uh, for a couple of years, really, or the better part of a couple of years. And you know, I I would be assigned to like, okay, you're going to do this segment with Leo or Patrick or you know whoever. And um there would every every once in a while, you know let's say Leo would be like, you know, I, I have a good, I have a good tip, you know, like a Mac tip. um, And like, yeah, like, like two to three minutes type thing. And so it'd be like, okay, Sarah, you make that, make that segment look as good as possible. And I'd be like, but I don't have a Mac <laughs> and I don't know what he's talking about.
2: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: I can't do it. Um, and you know, life is very different now. It is. Very, even if someone were to be like, Hey, Sarah, you want to do like a windows 11 tip? I'd be like, uh, well, all right, we'll I'll probably figure, figure it that out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I can make it work. But um, it, it it all seemed very daunting back in the day. You kind of stayed in your lane, I guess, ha ha. with what you were good I at. Know. I know, ha ha.
2: Literally, in your case, um, mm-hmm. I remember being excited about little things like that. Uh, the, I remember, in fact, I remember the first time I got uh, wireless networking going in my house, and I was able mm-hmm. to to actually surf the internet. Uh, from my couch on my laptop, and I felt as Allison Sheridan always says, like I made fire I was like oh my gosh i 'm not <laughs> i 'm not plugged in to anything i 'm but i 'm surfing the internet i 'm on the i 'm on my dSL connection uh, without any uh, without any connection to it and I remember. Uh, talking about that, uh, you know, it was like, oh, I did it! I got, I, I put in the card, and I, I got the wireless router up, uh, and and Chris Perillo was just like, oh, welcome to the internet! <laughs> it was like, okay, fine, yeah. It took me a little, you know, an extra minute or two to get there, but it was, it was super exciting. But that was the, that was the, the world we were living in. It's like we were doing things like I was doing something that maybe one to two percent of people had done at that point in the united states and it was still i was still behind uh other people who worked there because we were just all doing all the things all the time
0: yeah yeah it was i mean i i i certainly learned a lot i i there, there were definitely things where I was like, "I'm teaching the world about this on the show today, live in five minutes," and I learned it ten minutes.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, and like I know what I'm doing, but I really did just learn this. I yeah. mean, it was it was uh, free education. Well, not free education t- to be paid for um, in pennies, I guess. But uh, I don't know. It, it, I, I I I I think of that time very fondly.
2: There's one question that I know people will have uh, who, who visited TechTV.com uh, because as, as the person who ended up running TechTV.com content, uh, it was uh, always at the top of my list of most trafficked pages, the Sarah Cam.
0: Yeah, the Sarah cam. And this was not even a live webcam. No, it was. I think it refreshed every 10 seconds.
2: Something like that. Yeah, something like that. It just took a still picture, uploaded it to a server and then showed up on our website.
0: And yeah, it was just like a link that I don't know, got popular. Here's the thing. I was not the only person who had a webcam at her desk. And in fact, I had a webcam at my desk before you ever saw me on the screensavers. Mm -hmm. I didn't I had not uh, I had not been sort of some front facing personality But I was enthusiastic about it because I was like, this is going to be fun. We'll like, you know, we'll decorate my cube. And Megan Maroney uh, sat right behind me. And so like, you know, she'd come and say hi. And it was um, just sort of a silly thing. And then then I got a taste. And then I was like, (laughs) you better put me on television, people. And so, yeah, and that was sort of the beginning of that. I don't know why it was – I really just – Mostly just sat there looking at my computer. It was not that compelling. Well,
2: but- I think I think it was the novelty of it, yes. of like, oh, yeah. I'm seeing one of the people on the team working. Like, you know, right. that, now that feels like that it's the opposite now now people will be like that's creepy that's workplace surveillance you you shouldn't do that what are the privacy implications but the fact that you could do it at all was the point then and and that you were you were excited about it that you were like yeah let's do this like i'm i'm cool with that and we weren't showing your screen or anything and like you said it wasn't a live stream it was just still And, and
0: i i think you know for a lot of people who are like wait so it was like it was like a twitch stream but not even really live it's like yeah, there was no the live thing we weren't ready for that yet. And I yeah, don't remember and, how and the page would refresh. Refresh.
2: The, the page auto refreshed, which is one of the secrets for why it was so highly trafficked, because it kept getting page views, you know, as people stayed on it. But people would stay on it. Um
0: yeah, I'm, and you write a little something like, "Hi, I'm eating salad today." For what? like, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. stupid? Like, but it was,
2: it was. Like, I don't remember how we it ended was up the with them. early days of blocks. How like,
3: we ended up with that, those cameras? Yeah, do you? Yeah, so the idea was we wanted to get more traffic to the website. Sure. Well, yeah, and, always. And, oh no, but but right. I remember the meeting and one of the ideas I think Henry Kaiser and someone else pitched is just like, why don't we show them what goes on behind the scenes? Uh, okay, because right. people want to see that uh-huh. stuff. And so, whoops. Originally they uh, they did a test cam on call for help where we had uh, a pair of uh, we had a pair of fish in a fish bowl that. Um, oh right, I forgot about used the fish cam for a segment and yeah. then we said like why don't we just put the camera on them and see if people enjoy it? And it did. And this like, well, why don't we just expand this out to other stuff? Why don't we expand it to the screensavers? <laughs> yeah. Expand it out to fresh gear. Why don't like you expand fish the And Sarah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was I think the original idea was like, oh, some of the employees if if they want to participate, it was not mandatory. But no, if you want no. to, like, you kinda get like, Oh, I get the webcam for the week. You know, so it would be like, Oh, it's Sarah week, or it's Morgan week, or it's Prager week, or whatever.
2: I think think that's
0: how it all started. started, And then then I was the one who was like, No, I'm not giving up this camera.
2: Morgan had one and then she didn't Mm -hmm. she didn't want to do it anymore. Uh she was like, Yeah, it's just I don't think it was creeping her out. She was just like it's too much pressure. Yeah. made, Made her think. So she ended up getting rid of hers. Kevin had one, I feel like. Probably. But I don't remember if or when he stopped having it. I think
0: I think most people were just sort of like, oh, you know, Sarah, just keep it on Sarah's desk. Yeah, I think the reason we don't need to like. Overthink this very
2: much. Anymore. Well, and I think the reason because we had multiples. I remember there were multiples in there, but I remember yours was often at the top of the the traffic charts, and the reason was that you did things that were fun, and so people were like, Oh, I want to see what Sarah's doing." Like, you know, right, she's got decorations right. or eating salad or. <laughs> yeah. so yeah. a, it's a it's a particular type of voyeurism
3: that you find with people who follow celebrities on social media. It's like, oh, well, Whoa, but, what? Is-? I
2: mean, not even celebrities anymore. Yeah. Like, the, we again. We we were doing all the things that are common now before yes. they were, before they were new. And, Very and much. now, now yeah. people are like streaming themselves sleeping on Twitch. You know, they're not even celebrities and it's the same principle. You know, people it just is. like to see and other people. Do sometimes stuff. it sticks. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think, I think <laughs> Sarah cam for whatever reason was like, it just, I don't know. People were, they were into it and, and I didn't feel creeped out about it at all. Um, I don't know. <laughs> think i would do the same thing today all day but uh who knows yeah.
2: well we are trying to drive traffic to com. So. well
0: tom i'll take one for the team
2: then <laughs> the otis up. cam is born
0: and we'll just do it like really old school where it's like, no, it only refreshes every 10 <laughs> Once seconds every and it's just a still seconds. image.
2: Yeah, it's a still <laughs> image of Otis God. sleeping.
0: Just gives you a taste. Yeah, That's all you need. It's just a
2: taste. Uh, well, that is a taste of our memories of Tech TV. We could probably talk all day uh, about this, but uh, I hope uh, you folks enjoyed that. Uh, really, really appreciate you supporting us all year long.
0: Indeed. Thanks to everybody who supports DTNS this year and hopefully many years to come. Thank you to all of you. Speaking of patrons, you know you can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern. That's 2100 Starting UTC.
2: In, you know CES, uh, January 3rd. We'll be yeah. back live January 3rd.
0: Right. A- this particular show is not live. Spoiler. You can find out more at dailytechnewshow.com slash live. However, we do have a fun show coming to you tomorrow. We'll be back with our tech predict, For 2022 results show with Shannon Morse and Nika Monford. We're all going to see what we got right and what we got wrong. Talk to you then.
1: This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.
2: Priming Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker.